Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Tuesday. This is Seattle Now. Here's a worrying statistic. Pedestrian deaths in Seattle are on the rise, even though the city has been working for years to make streets safer for people walking and biking. You better not be crossing the crosswalk, even if like it was like a green light or whatever, because people are going to hit you. Today, reporter Casey Martin takes us to one of the most dangerous intersections in Seattle and tells us what might help. But first, here's what's happening this week. People living in the recently flooded areas of the South Park neighborhood are bracing themselves for another king tide coming Sunday. The most recent flooding caused substantial damage to about 49 properties, including homes and businesses. Seattle's Office of Emergency Management says there are 14 agencies involved in the cleanup and relief, including King County, city departments and community-based organizations. Some Seattle City Council news. District 3's Shama Sawant has a challenger for her seat. Joy Hollingsworth is a local business owner and granddaughter of civil rights leader Dorothy Hollingsworth. She announced her intent to run for the seat yesterday. Sawant's been in the seat since 2014 and survived a recall effort in 2021. Expect more announcements in the near future. There are three other seats up for grabs on the council. And a new wave of Amazon layoffs is set to begin tomorrow, focusing on the Human Resources and Stores Division. The Stores Division runs the company's main online site, field operations, warehouses, its physical stores, and more. Hourly warehouse workers won't be included in the layoffs. CEO Andy Jassy told the company the cuts will help Amazon pursue its long-term goals with a stronger cost structure. Hello, we're talking about pedestrian safety today, but the corner we refer to in the episode was also the scene of a shooting on Saturday. A man was killed after being shot inside Rainier Teriyaki. We don't talk about it in the episode, but we did want to mention it here because violence like this affects the neighborhood just as much as pedestrian deaths. The city's ambitious goal to end pedestrian deaths is called Vision Zero, and Rainier Avenue is one of the most dangerous spots for pedestrians anywhere in the city. Rainier and Walden, in particular, is a hotspot for collisions. We asked KUOW reporter Casey Martin to dig into this intersection and help us understand why it's so dangerous. I am standing at the intersection of Rainier Avenue South and South Walden Street. It's a few blocks south of the Mount Baker Light Rail Station and Franklin High School. It's getting pretty close to rush hour right now, so many cars are flying by. There are multiple lanes of traffic here. Two lanes heading south, a turn lane in the middle, one lane heading north, and a bus lane. This is one of the few crosswalks around. I see a lot of people jaywalking a few blocks up, often stopping in the middle turn lane to wait for cars. South of here, there are a lot of boarded up businesses, but this intersection, there's a lot going on. A busy supermarket on the corner, across the street, there's a teriyaki place and a Chinese restaurant next to an eye clinic. And right next to me is a pottery store where you can paint your own pieces. And next to that is a Taekwondo studio. And in the afternoons, like right now, there are a lot of little kids running down the sidewalk in their robes. And that's where I met Greg Moy, who just dropped off his kids at Taekwondo. He was walking his dog, Bailey, along Rainier Avenue. He's lived here a while and told me what it's like to walk here. Oh, a lot of screeching tires and occasionally followed by a collision sound. I see people running that light all the time. I think drivers, you know, using it as a really, uh, you know, like an expressway sometimes. I see cars driving dirty, so to speak, and 
there's no no regard for anything around them they're just you know doing 50 60 is it frustrating for you you know walking a dog and being a parent right here on the street yeah yeah it's frustrating of course i've you know taught my kids well and i trust that they'll you know follow the signals and look for cars but the assumption there is that people are abiding by the signals Rainier and Walden is far from the only place where pedestrians are hit, but it serves as an example of why pedestrian safety can be so hard to tackle and what solutions might work. Casey is here to give us a closer look. Casey, thanks so much for taking on this project for us. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Let's start with some context. How is the city doing on its goal to eliminate pedestrian deaths? Well, not great, honestly. Unfortunately, drivers hit pedestrians pretty regularly here in Seattle. Vision Zero was launched in 2015, and since then, about 25 pedestrians a year are killed by drivers. There was a drop in numbers in early 2020 at the start of the pandemic when there were fewer cars on the road, but that steadily ticked back up. Wow. So let's talk about how it shows up in the city. Let's go back to that intersection at Rainier and Walden. Just how dangerous is this area and can we quantify it? Yeah, we wanted to check out this area because city data shows that most pedestrians are killed in South Seattle. And Rainier Avenue South is notoriously one of the city's worst streets for pedestrians. This intersection, Rainier and Walden, is particularly bad. In October, a woman was killed while crossing the street. The driver took off and still hasn't been found. And one reason is that this is one of the few crosswalks for many blocks. So this is the spot along Rainier Avenue that pedestrians cross a road where people are speeding, merging dangerously, and taking turns without looking. And neighbors say that they hear collisions at least a few times a month. Here's On Nguyen at Teen Fat Restaurant right on the corner of Rainier and Walden. So there's that lady that got hit and run. There was that older woman who was crossing the street in the morning trying to take her granddaughter over to John Mears. She got, do try to make a turn and hit her on the crosswalk. And then there was a three-way collision right here. And there's another person trying to make a turn, hit a car, bumping all the other cars that is parked there. Jumped out of the car, left his sister, or I don't know, her girlfriend, whatever, he ran. There was like a bus and a truck and a car hitting right over there. It's, it's just bad. And then like a couple car flipping too. Oh my gosh, Casey, what terrible things people are witnessing on this corner. What is the city saying about this? Have they tried to improve safety in this area? Yeah, the city does acknowledge that Rainier is really bad. They have a whole page of their Vision Zero website dedicated to just this street. And here's what they say that they've done so far. Reducing the number of car lanes is a big one. They put in a bus lane. They put in the center turn lane. They've also added 25-mile-per-hour street signs. They've repainted the crosswalk so they're more reflective. And they've added pedestrian leading signals, which means that the walk sign for pedestrian turns on a few seconds before the light turns green for cars. And they do want to add more raised curbs and traffic signals, but some of that work has been delayed due to COVID and construction shortages. And I'm not sure I even have to ask this, judging from what we have just heard, are those changes working? Yeah, I mean, people who live there say not really. You know, that bus lane on Rainier ends at Walden, this intersection. And neighbors told me that drivers just kind of drive in those lanes, both the bus lane and the middle lane. And as for pedestrian leading signals, those are quite common throughout the city. People told me that cars just roll right through the red lights when making a right turn. And as far as 25 miles per hour, I've been there all week and I don't think I saw one car drive that slow. If you put like 25 miles per hour, people still going 40. Cops still going 40. 
Okay, so it seems that this shift across the city to make the speed limit 25 miles an hour is not necessarily helping. But let's talk about the problem. Why is this intersection so dangerous? You know, advocates say it really comes down to the design of the street. At rush hour, there's four lanes of speeding traffic plus that turn lane. There's no bike lane, protected or otherwise. The sidewalks are poorly lit, so drivers aren't really seeing that pedestrians are also using this street, too. They're just not aware of them. And businesses at this intersection really want a dedicated turn light, you know, a red arrow to stop people from turning right on red. The most of the accident has happened, it's like from what I've been here for like almost 10 plus years, it's just people trying to make turns. So that's what I'm saying, just put in like a lane for people to go in and have a, like a light signal so they can turn. So it'd be less of an issue. It sounds like in some ways the infrastructure here isn't really set up to make this area safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a lot of folks who, you know, live in this area, they'd like to change the feel of this area to really change the the whole dynamic of the neighborhood, add protected bike lanes, extend that bus lane past Walden so buses have a whole lane dedicated to themselves, narrow the car lanes so people drive slower. We know that narrow lanes cause people to slow down a little bit and also add pedestrian flags or lights in the road. You know, you click those blinky lights, they light up the intersection. And this is something that Greg Moy, that dad, told me. You know, hopefully as things, you know, develop, um, there's going to be more foot traffic. I know just, you know, people on the streets, you know, maybe like changing the feel of the street and having uh, more mixed use uh, would be good. You know, Casey, it seems like the people who live in this area definitely have some ideas about how to solve the problems that they're dealing with every day. What is it going to take for those ideas to reach the city and perhaps become a reality? Because clearly it's a priority for the city, but it's also a priority for the people who live in this neighborhood. Yeah, you know, the city has the money. You see infrastructure projects and a lot of construction all around. Right there on that intersection, each corner does have an ongoing construction project, uh, but there's a lot of dirt in the... You know, in the area, it's kind of still blocking the sidewalk at some points. And, you know, people here kind of feel that Rainier is just overlooked, that there are other issues, there are other problems, there's boarded up businesses. And overall, the area is just being neglected. And so the idea of, you know, creating more pedestrian infrastructure just isn't getting the priority. Casey, is there any indication of the city's path forward for making Seattle more pedestrian friendly. Yeah, I just heard back from SDOT today. You know, they would like to see a lot more pedestrian infrastructure around town. And, you know, one thing the advocates talk about is designing streets with pedestrians and bikes in mind first, not just kind of an afterthought after a road is completed. Greg Spots, who runs SDOT, says he's passionate about making Seattle safer. And he says that they'll release a top to bottom review of Vision Zero by the end of the month. So we'll see if reaching zero pedestrian deaths in Seattle in less than seven years is really going to happen. And from what I'm hearing from you, it's going to take a really pedestrian forward plan from the city, Casey. Yep, absolutely. Casey Martin, KUOW reporter, really appreciate you going on assignment for us. Thanks. Happy to. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Claire McGrain. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Vaughn Jones, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Brandy Fullwood. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.